it's your girl Diamond Drip, bringing you the insights and strategy you need in 15 minutes or less. We have goals in our head, but have you ever taken the time to sit down with them? I know for me, this was an area that I was lacking, especially in business. It wasn't until recently that I discovered I just didn't have the right tools to help me flush out my business goals and dreams. Dr. Q, one of the speakers I had the privilege of gracing the leadership experience tour stage with, was able to finally give me what I didn't know my business needed, her Monumental Mode 90-Day Workbook. When you enter into Monumental Mode, which stands for Motivation, Optimism, determination and discipline and elevation, she recalls that you're able to unleash your potential, embrace growth, and create a legacy that reflects the monumentality of your aspirations. Talk about powerful. It makes sense while I was instantly drawn to it. When you look at the workbook, she breaks it down into three months. The months repeat themselves, so what I say for month one can also be done in month two and month three. So the very first exercise that she has you do is answer some questions. Just gauge where you are with where you want to go. So what do you want to achieve in the next week? What do you want to achieve in two weeks? What do you want to achieve in the next month? What are your passions and interests? What are your long-term goals and aspirations? How will achieving your goals impact your life and the lives of others? This was something that normally I would have maybe brushed off because it seemed too big. Why am I talking about my passions and interests? I already know what goals my business wants to make for this quarter or for the next six months. But it wasn't until I actually wrote things out that it actually became clearer to me how my goals can help me obtain the things that I really want to especially when it comes to my personal goals and impacting the lives of others. Once we've answered the questions, she asks us to choose one goal to focus on this month, and she makes sure that the goal is aligned with our values and our long-term vision. From there, she asks, what are potential challenges and obstacles And when I identify them, I'm challenged to determine if I'm willing to overcome them. From there, she literally breaks out SMART goals. If you don't know what SMART goals are, they are an acronym. So the S stands for specific. What do I want to accomplish? The M stands for measurable. How will I know when it's accomplished? A stands for achievable. How can the goal be accomplished? R stands for relevant. Does this seem worthwhile? And then T is time-bound. When can I accomplish this goal? So once I was able to put my big focus of the month into these SMART goal-specific categories, I could move on. Now, step three is something that if you are currently listening to the episode, I highly encourage you to check out the YouTube video because I will be showing right now what that looks like. So this is the chart right here that helps me break down that goal. Now for the listeners, it's kind of like a flow chart. So there's one circle at the top, then there's two circles right underneath it. And then those two circles get broken down into three smaller circles. 
basically making it a little bit easier to chain because you're chopping it into smaller pieces to make sure that everything aligns. It's kind of like the saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's basically what we're doing here. So I'll give an example of what I have put. So in my big circle, I have that I want 20 to 30 people to be at my signature interactive workshop, Three Keys to Ignite Your Confidence, Impact, and Income. And from that goal, I would like at least eight to 10 discovery calls, which means that I know I'm going to have to do a lot of work to get people onto the call. And then I'm going to make sure that I deliver with value so that those people who actually end up on the call have a reason to want to continue the conversation. And so that got broken down into two things, promoting the event on social and in person and getting people to sign up for the free community. Now, these two things serve a bigger, kind of higher purpose because one, if I'm promoting the event on social media and in person, then that kind of takes care of the quantity uh, dynamics of how I can reach my goal. Because in theory, if I get 100 people to register for the event, then I should expect at least 20 to 30 of those people statistically probably more to show up and then of those people statistically speaking eight to ten people should be able to hop on a discovery call from that and so when i break down the promoting the event on social media and in person i know what i need to do i need to come up with quality empathetic posts that show the people who I'm trying to get to my event that I actually have been where they are and I know a way that they can move forward. I want to boost a couple of ads this time around to play around with my niching. So that's on there. And then the third circle that I have filled in is getting flyers printed. This is the first time that I'm trying to incorporate my local community with flyers in addition to my efforts online with email marketing as well as social media campaigns. So I feel like a combination of in-person and social media with a few ads boosted should get me to that 20 to 30 people being at my event. Now, the other part of that is that I network a lot. And so this is a way for me to connect with people on a larger scale and then get permission to meet with them one-to-one. Now, where I was making a mistake before with networking was pretty much trying to get them onto a strategy call immediately. But what I could be doing instead to help build that relationship and get them to that strategy call when they're ready to because they feel as though I'm there for them because I am and I want to see them succeed, then I want them to join my free community. Last week, I talked about my LinkedIn account getting shut down and what I would do differently if I had to start over in person, for example. And so with that, I understand that social media is rented space. I learned that lesson firsthand. So I created a free community that is outside of Facebook groups, outside of LinkedIn groups, pretty much outside of this social media container, which I really have no control over so that I can create engagement with my people so that I can let people know about my events without having to worry about the algorithm or them possibly not seeing it for whatever reason. When I get people to join and sign up 
for my free community. It gets them access to my weekly emails, which tell them the podcast episode drop topics so that they can choose whether or not they want to tune in for those 15 minutes of insights. It also lets me send out updates about upcoming workshops. So my workshop that I'm about to start advertising on social media has already been blasted to my list a couple of times for early access. So in order to get people to sign up for my free community, which helps the goal of getting 20 to 30 people to show up at my event, then I'm going to be very intentional with the call to actions on my posts. I'm going to have a clear call to action on my networking meetings. So either connecting with me on LinkedIn, if I'm in a situation and that seems to be the go-to, Or I'm going to actually put into the chat the link to join my free community for people who want to keep up with me. And then, of course, call to action on event emails to make sure that they're in the community for reminders. That way, if they ever forget to RSVP or whatever the case may be, then we can get it done that way. From there, after we break it down, we turn it into a tracker of tasks. So she has this broken down into two categories, a to-do and a priorities. Now, I'm still making sure that my priorities are identified correctly. So most of my tasks are on that to-do side. From there, she gives you an opportunity to have daily affirmations because Oftentimes, our brains, especially when goals are bigger than what we've ever known before or ever tried to achieve, our brain does weird things. So in knowing this, Dr. Q puts pages for daily affirmations for you to recall on things that you're grateful for, for you to reaffirm yourself with positive affirmations instead of your brain's limiting beliefs. She gives you an opportunity to set top goals for the week even manifestations for the day. And then, of course, as with any journal or workbook, there's an opportunity for notes in case there's anything else you want to jot down. Then at the end of each week, she gives you a page to actually reflect on what it is that you did that week. So that way you can start off your next week knowing your areas of opportunity while still moving the needle towards your goal. I'm super grateful for this 90-day workbook from Dr. Q because it gives me a way concretely and tangibly to keep track of my goals in a way that I didn't think was necessary until I actually started making this episode. I realized that I haven't even been doing what I set out to do, which was put my call to actions on my social media posts for joining the community. I am so glad that I caught this now because now I can fix it. Until next time, my lovely. 